Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Legends Only. My name is T. Kyle. And I'm Bradley. And this is your weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about legends only. I mean, it's got to be blowjobs. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Get ready for another week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And you did it at my birthday dinner. Oh. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to the new and improved Legends Only. We have a new contraption in the building. Oh, my God. I can't wait to show you guys. Oh, wait. Let me take a picture right now and I'll post it. <laughs> post it on the story yeah. after the episode drops. Yeah. I don't want to dox myself. It's actually it's cute. <laughs> Doxing okay, so, your apartment. Yeah, your rug is in the photo. I don't want people to judge me for my hideous choices. In <laughs> Anyway. Okay, so basically what you're not seeing is uh, there's a mic stand that's uh, holding the microphone that I'm talking into. Yes. And I went out and I bought this $20 little contraption that clips my iPad. This is revolutionary, Mm -hmm. you guys. This is like technology these days. It's just, it's holding my iPad on my mic stand and I am just like, Slay! It's so cute. It's so handy and portable. (laughs) So now you can just like, Yep. Lip. <laughs> because previously the setup was just balancing it on his knee yeah i just had an ipad here a phone, phone here. on the other knee just flip flip clip yep. clip <laughs> clap clap we are making progress it's made of plastic it is made of plastic so fantastic mm-hmm. promo know what else is made of plastic what barbie dolls oh you might miss them this week Oh, certainly It'd be hard not to miss, miss them. them. Saw every single one. Every single one. Yes, everyone. The Barbie movie is coming. The official first teaser trailer. Well, second teaser trailer, this time with all the characters. And the now infinitely memeable character posters hit the internet this week. Marketing genius to have the Barbie AI generator, the meme generator, right there ready. For ready to go. This no Photoshop Barbie. needed. Yeah, you could just write, this Barbie is a little bitch and put your picture. <laughs> clown. <laughs> this Barbie is a clown. Before the movie was announced, uh, or rather the teaser came out, there were more and more and more announcements of actors that are going to be in it. It was becoming comical. And now seeing all the character posters, it's just, it's like 25 of them officially. I can't tell who's actually in the movie <laughs> yeah. and what is just someone posting. So I just think right. everyone is in it. Right. 
Jasper the doll confirmed. Well, well, there needs a villain. There, so you know, guys, <laughs> making a video. I'm the Barbie girl. <laughs> we do have, of course, the first one that popped out. I don't think is in the movie, which is our Dula Peep, Dua Lipa. I I know she's probably going to do like the song, like the song for the movie. Oh, I I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case, but. Maybe she is in the movie too. I don't know. I just, I thought that it just meant that she's doing the song. Maybe both. Maybe both. But, you know, there were comments and commentary on the wig choice, the blue plastic wig. Well, but she is a Barbie. I think it's intentional. I think so too, right? Right. Like, I think it's supposed to be campy kitschy. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I The whole thing is, it's a comedy. Although, I do love the fact that the trailer has a very ominous undertone. Like, it's not telling you everything at all. No, I don't really know what it's about. And that's the point of it, because the interviews they've done, which have been very few and far between, have just been like, it's not what you think, which I kind of stand. There have been some Easter eggs slash deep digging, you know, the Swifty QAnon of it all have been (laughs) digging deep into this, looking for clues. And there's a lot of uh, Wizard of Oz imagery and there's even the wizard of oz poster so they're thinking that maybe it's going to be like uh, this magical trip until they find out that everything is not as it seems sort of thing or it could be like the truman show where maybe they become self-aware and they realize this is not you know they want to get out of this barbie plastic world like there's something about it that's like it's this picture perfect barbie plastic world i feel like something's going to be ominous or there's a because there's no it's just plastic it's <laughs> yeah the lindsay moment something's gonna happen for sure i wonder uh, if it'll be like toy story mm. where you know andy leaves and then yeah. they're like i want to be up there yeah. i want to do that <laughs> and there's like a genie and he's like okay yeah and then she just becomes a real person like ariel when she's like i want to be where the people are. Yes, true. Except I don't know. Every time I hear about the Little Mermaid live action, it sounds like they're getting further and further from the plot of the original animation. It's, I don't, I'm not sure where that movie's going. And ever since I saw what they did to, um, I the said crab. Mr. Krabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Flounder. Flounder. What the fuck <laughs> is going on with Flounder? I'm a My little God. worried. I'm Chop a little him worried. up and put him in a tuna can. <laughs> we'll see. Okay? We'll see. We'll see. But uh, well, I'm excited about this movie for sure. Everyone who's in it, the best part was the opening scene. Of course, her coming out of the heel and having the Barbie arched foot. The is attention to detail camp. Perfect. I might actually see this one. I. It does in seem theaters. like it's going to be an event. It's for the gays. It's for the girls. It's definitely shaping up to be the barbie girls an event yeah come on barbie i liked the intro of ken and barbie saying hi to each other 500 times hi ken <laughs> i think it's gonna be really stupid and fun so what's it rated oh i don't know if Is we have PG? a rating yet i don't think it's pg r i think probably pg-13 <laughs> yeah i hope it's x <laughs> oh my god we'll see but of course yeah not not a moment went by before it was memed into infinity which is always a good sign you know that's what happened to megan oh so, megan i wonder if the oh brats would be in it oh like, rivals that needs to be a scene yeah or megan oh my god <laughs> she must feel a certain way that another <laughs> doll is having a moment right now <laughs> well we'll have to see maybe she's in it we don't know 
there's something I feel there's there's no tension in the trailer yet, so something's gonna the other plastic shoe is gonna drop for sure. <laughs> Those are the days. I know. I just remember always like stepping on a little plastic shoe. Yeah. Oh, they over. hurt. Yeah. It's like a Lego. Oh, ow. That is more painful than I, I presume childbirth. I'm, gu- <laughs> I'm guessing. But a spare Lego on the floor or a little shoe from Barbie. I had the Lego vacuum thing. Yes. I thought it was so cool. That is cool, honestly. Yeah. That's revolutionary. I never had the the vacuum for the Legos. The only thing I can think of is that game with the elephant who would blast out the butterflies out of his nose and you'd catch him in the net. You didn't play that game. Why does it sound familiar? It was uh, very exciting. Yeah, it would like shoot butterflies out of its snout or something. <laughs> if I'm recalling this game properly, which in res- retrospect, maybe I'm not. But I wow, think I am. Wow, legend. And you'd catch them. <laughs> <laughs> well... We'll see what happens. We'll see what movie, happens. We we've got a lot. Plot. We've got a lot of live action. We've got a lot of recycling of ideas this week, actually, in general. We've got oh. live action. We've got hits from the past being reinterpolated from Barbies to bangers. We um, have we run out of ideas? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've hit the point of no return. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's kind of like the movies we're excited about. The songs we're excited about are songs that have existed already and concepts and movies that already exist. Well, there's only 12 notes in a key. 12 so... notes. <laughs> there's only 12 characters in a film, as we know. So <laughs> There's only 10 dolls to make movies about. <laughs> That's what it's... I want to see is a scary movie, um, whatever yeah. is next, with Megan, mm-hmm. Barbie, Jasper, the Bratz dolls. Mm-hmm. Who else? I guess that little shit, Annabelle. Toy Story, she Annabelle. She could be the first out. Yeah. Oh my God, the Hunger Games. Hunger Games but it's plastic all... edition. <laughs> it's just like one of the brats to be like, I volunteer. <laughs> yeah, from the Toy Story districts around the country. <laughs> District KB. <laughs> you know, you know, throwback. Oh God, yeah, we'd have all of that. Oh, we didn't put it on here, but um, it's a wrap for... Mother Monster is done filming. Oh, yeah. We didn't, yeah, we meant to include on this, but, you know, she only terrorized us for a little bit in the city, which means the, all of the movie was already recorded in secret somewhere, but we only got a few shots, you know, in the Supreme Court building downtown. She's singing up a storm on those iconic stairs. She's lucky she didn't break a hip on there, because that is, that's a lot of stairs. It was tall. Yeah. So it's it's a wrap. The director shared the first look of her as Harley Quinn, looking deranged in her clown makeup. I kind of like it. Oh, say it's a little scarier. Yeah, the pigtailed girl. She just kind of is not scary to me. But yeah. Gaga as her is scary. Yeah, yeah. Those, I'm kind of into it. Those eyes tell a thousand doves a and thousand a thousand clowns, a thousand clowns, and eerie tales i think she's somewhere very deep and disturbing in her mind not oh for sure i love all the fan videos of monsters being like gaga and she like looks over and she's like she almost you can hear her be like who's that (laughs) i mean she's probably deep in it she's uh, committed to her craft what can you say i was listening to disco heaven the other day from the fame it's the last song on like the deluxe of the fame it's so it's actually so weird to listen to that song and just imagine like where she is now and be like, God, 
the fame era Gaga. And actually, this is the 15th anniversary of Just Dance this week. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Gaga Daily, Bop. for that update. Yeah. Crazy. When is someone going to interpolate that album? <laughs> I know. She should. Oh. Starstruck. Oh, my God. Groove pa- Slam, Work It Back. Paper Gangsta. Yeah. <laughs> I like it rough. Come on now. I know. It really... I, I think I was telling you and Charlie, I revisited the fame recently, not just Disco Heaven. And my God. I, I like never revisit it, but it's still that girl. It's the best. Yeah. It's it just hits. It's probably because it goes of the, the fame chromatica. Oh. And then fame monster. I mean the same thing basically, but Well, some some and little monster with the art pop back tattoo is coming knocking at your door any second now. Do it. Art pop's underrated. <laughs> I think it's perfectly rated. I'm sorry. That's my hot take. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. It's fine. Relax. She's doing relax. Fine. She's selling out stadiums. Yes. I don't anyway. know why I went on this tangent, but... Know who's not selling out stadiums? Who? Although, I wish she was. She's tired. <laughs> I know. Well, well, if she took a nap, maybe she would. <laughs> <laughs> Hilary Duff is... Also acting. Yeah. She is acting. And even though she's kind of quit music, mm-hmm. they just released <laughs> Breathe In, Breathe Out. Vinyl available on vinyl. now on UrbanOutfitters.com. I think it's like a red vinyl, I want to say. It bugs me. Right. Why? Shouldn't it be blue or black Sh- or white? B- well, white and black. Uh, blue. Yeah, it should match the cover. Uh, uh, what? Why yeah. is it just like blood red? Yeah. It's giving careless. It's giving whatever was left at the factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Made of plastic. <laughs> they like picked up the goop from like the leftover chromatica pressings. And they were like, <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they probably did. It's like half plastic doll, half confetti on the <laughs> vinyl. If I've, uh... <laughs> yeah, the color choice was interesting. It was. It was very just like sure, this color is available. <laughs> but you know that's kind of how she's treated the music for a yeah. while now. So it's there if you want it. Uh, breathe in, breathe out. The last, as we know, Hilary Duff studio album. And probably the best. Second best. What's the first one? Metamorphosis. Dignity. Dignity, yeah. Dignity is Blackout's little sister. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's, you know, her little cousin, maybe. She walked that Blackout could run. Yes, exactly. What a year. (sighs) Truly. Well, one of the tracks on Breathe In, Breathe Out that is underrated that everyone should go stream right now, and I will put it on the Legends Only weekly playlist. Mm -hmm. One in a, one in a, cause you're one in a million. It's so good. Bop. It's really, really good. And in a different, more perfect world, it would have been a single. It would have absolutely smashed. It could smash. (laughs) Someone, it's great. Someone revisit it, interpolate it. Honestly, not ironic, like purely no, actually blissful actually, pop perfection. Yeah. You know, we got Sparks. Actually, let's have that conversation. You wasted what, how all everyone these, let it flop? The, all these gays wasting their tweets about y'all let it flop. Let's talk about one in a million. Like, yeah. Confetti. That's the actual crime. Sparks had its moment because of gay Twitter and she's tired of seeing those tweets. Work on confetti and one in a million. Yep. Now we said it. Now we said it. Well, someone is working on oh. one in a million. They are working on one in a, a million. But a different one in a, a million. Different. Slay! Okay, so BB Rexa has teased a potential new bonus track mm-hmm. for BB Deluxe called One in a Million. 
and it interpolates when love takes over and it has been stuck in my head all week. Like, I very much felt like old school, like back when like Rebellion leaked or mm. these like teasers. Or do you remember when Britney played State of Grace in her car? Yeah. I remember ripping that file and like playing it on my iPod. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that on my phone with that TikTok that she posted. State of Grace really is like that one. I was just talking about this again with Charlie of being like, if you know, you know. If you know State of Grace, like you you get it. If yeah, you get it, you get you it. Get it. Yeah. And truly, I think her closest moment to like, remember every single album was like, it's her ray of light. I think that is like the closest to like she was getting in her ray of light bag. It's phenomenal. We've... It's phenomenal. Yeah, we do have another podcast where we do talk about yeah, her and like this. But... but yeah, anyway, getting off the state of grace train. Uh, yes, the sample, the snippet rather of BB Rex's One in a Million, Kelly Rowland When Love Takes Over interpolation, which she said would anger her team if she played, but she did it anyway. And then when somebody accused her of being like, that's a PR stunt. Somebody just told you not to do She's like, bitch, my team wishes. Yeah. <laughs> I also loved the response where someone was like, can we stop with the samples? Oh, right. So she's like, okay, here's an original. Yeah. And it's my heart wants to <laughs> And I was like, good for you. It's true. Well, as I was saying to somebody recently, she has the ability. We've talked in at length about the, the virtues of Miss Rexa, but She's got the hits that she's written for Eminem, Eminem and Rihanna. She's got her own smashes and she's got interpolation pops. Take your pick because she's done it all. She can do it all. Very versatile. I also like this because she's changing it into a new melody. Yeah. It's interpolating it, obviously, but she's not doing a cover of right. When Love Takes Over. Which... Whereas like... There's some some of the girls, and I'm not like I'm not specifically saying, but like a lot of the EDM songs, they just well, there's one out this week. What that? Uh, well, Mr. David Guetta ended discrimination last week, and <laughs> then this week did a. Is it on the list? I didn't even know if we I added to the list. list. Oh, no. I only have one song on my list. Today. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, did you not listen to it? No. Oh, it's called Baby Don't Hurt Me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's basically a cover. Right. Right. Granted, I'm blue, one might say. Yes, but she did add new lyrics to yes. it. Yes. However, I think we are reaching Interpolation Nation is officially overcrowded. I would say it that it, the population has reached a breaking point. Some would say some girls were ahead of their time. Miss Ava Max, BB Rexa is starting this trend. We'll get into what's coming next, but I would say it's getting pretty crowded. It's very crowded. Um, and not everyone is like doing it well. Fair. Some are sort of resting on a hit. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. But, but this one in a million sounds like a fucking bop. It does. It really does. 
And once again, queen of A-B testing. She's sort of putting it out there, getting the feelers. Are people into this? And maybe she sees that people are not super friendly to interpolations right now and she holds off a bit. I don't know. Because, yeah, there was some backlash. People are starting to be like, can you come up with something else? Not about her specifically, but there's definitely some backlash right now. I just really like the lyrics on this track. It's very um, emotional, like, progressive emo Mm -hmm. dance which I love Mm -hmm. like the lyrics about like I can't believe we're you know alive at the same time Mm -hmm. it's like I could see this blasting and like people falling in love while this oh you know and it also is an homage to like when love takes over have you ever fallen in love on the dance floor to a song not yet oh maybe (laughs) maybe we're about to oh my god if BB plays this at pride like the pride show oh it's (gasps) over yep true love on the dance floor yeah Uh, You never know. I would say the closest I've come to that feeling is we found love sort of like as it came out at Sugarland in Brooklyn and I was dancing with this boy and I do feel like in that moment I was infinite and everything was perfect. I mean, we found love when it came out in general. Like we were so lucky to be young gay youths. Fact. And to be in a club at that moment. Fact. And yeah, that was that was a perfect time. For me, don't know where he went. <laughs> don't think it's it... probably listening. <laughs> <laughs> Ignoring his DMs. Uh, yeah, BB release this. Release on deluxe. This BB. When is someone going to interpolate? Release me. Honestly, How, like that's what I need someone to do. Is someone to find some obscure one hit wonder that Ooh. what? Not that. What about Agnes? No, no. <laughs> That's, I wasn't saying about her. I'm No, I mean like a Cover song. Cover your ears. Like a bop that was like one, you know. A top 10 dance club hits song yes. from 2010. Right. Like that, you know, she's an icon, but we don't think about her right. all the time. Kind right. of a vibe. Mm-hmm. And bring it back. Mm. I know? feel that. I mean, arguably, I'm trying to remember because I'm, I have gay rose colored glasses on. Is When Love Takes Over only iconic to gays or is it iconic to everyone? I genuinely don't know. I think it's iconic to everyone. I think it might be. It is. Okay. Commander is not. Two gays. Because I remember, and this is my market research, back in the day when I went to um, KTU's Beatstock and Kelly Rowland performed, I recall everyone knowing When Love Takes Over and then she did rose colored glasses and like no one knew it. I know y'all know the words to this one. Yeah. And no one knew Commander (laughs) is my memory of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Commander is definitely more like gay. Yes, Commander's gay. Yeah. Okay, when Love when Takes, love over, takes was, over, it is... took over. Yeah. Okay. I truly, in my mind, I obviously everything's iconic, so it's kind of a, a bias, but I do think that one did, in fact, take over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully again. Yeah. Well, someone else who's one in a million. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been given one in a, of a million blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, once again, a hot, hot week in our mentions. Uh, I think we were alerted to this dozens of times. Dozens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched it the second it premiered. <laughs> Christina Legentina Ziaman Aguilera is here with her first ever podcast interview on Call Her Daddy, uh, mostly to promote Playground. Playground. <laughs> With an iconic shot of her holding the lube with the mic. The glasses on. It's so good. (laughs) 
she we've said it before she you give her a check she will promote it the house down she is going to promote it here there twitter anywhere she can mogul tina mogul she's on the press tour (laughs) capitalist tina (laughs) is slaying us all with it was like an hour long yeah it's an hour interview about her rise to fame rivalries in the industry dealing with misogyny men boo uh and sex oh yeah lots of sex i love a blowjob <laughs> she really went there she i did. enjoy it <laughs> i will say she skirted around most of the baity rivalry yes. headlines although i do feel the part where she was talking about being poked under the table i think she was referencing pink's recent mm conversations she's she is flying above the drama because one thing about christina is she will often be painted the villain in these situations and over time and maturity i've realized like how often deeply unfair it's been in my opinion of first of all she has to answer every question about britney we've talked about this she has to you know and of course she had the alleged diva moment on the set of Lady Marmalade, or really it was just ego to ego. Oh, I believe it. But whatever. There's a certain narrative that gets painted. So I think it's really wise of her, however boring it may be, to not clap back. I agree. Because uh, generally, they're not super kind to her in the general narrative. So She talked about being baited in the past, which... You know, she was saying like at how she's like, I don't really want to be involved in this. And I'm just like really inspired. (laughs) Yeah. And I was sitting there. I'm like, Christina, come on. Like, let's, I would, I would have been like, I don't know if that's a man or a woman. Let's, who were you you talking about? Yank, yank her wig a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) She definitely participated. But then as I was thinking about it. Yeah. I do feel like she was always on the defense Mm -hmm. because it was always just put right in front of her, like comparison, comparison. Or this person said this about you, and she's like, oh, the newcomer? Right. (laughs) Maybe it was too ahead of its time for certain people. You know, yeah. As a result, I do feel like for, we didn't learn particularly anything new. No. Perhaps only about her sex life, which I think I said on the, right before this was announced, like, I would love her to have a sex podcast because she would thrive. She basically did that. She heard that and went went right to call her daddy instead of us. But <laughs> I do think that is a place she feels comfortable to overshare in a fun way. That's, once again, on brand. It's not hurting anybody. No. It's pleasuring people, in fact. And she talked about pleasuring. <laughs> she sure, sure did. I think swallowing <laughs> is really, you know, a good thing. <laughs> I was also thinking you had said something last week where you were like, I think this is so awesome and empowering for her yeah. to be like shamelessly out there doing these products and talking about, I agree. Oh. When she talked about sucking dick. Yep. <laughs> and I enjoy it. I'm like a woman. After your own heart. Yeah. Like, I agree. Yeah. I'm like, uh, same. Fine. Right. Like, now we said it. Honestly. We have to suffer through DJ Khaled saying that he doesn't go down on his wife. We, meanwhile, we have Xtina loud and proud sucking dick. I love it. More and of that. It's got a lot of protein. <laughs> I have to say, like hearing her talk about this, because like I'm, 
I'm usually like very conservative mommy and like yes, yes, but like <laughs> not when it comes to this. Okay, this <laughs> so, is a subject near and dear to your heart and your face. I love a blowjob. <laughs> Anyway, I'm a promoter of the swallow. Okay, I loved hearing her talk about this. It just was entertaining. Well, I thought she was talking about the bird. (laughs) The what? The swallow, the type of bird. (laughs) Uh, No, I agree, and I love that she is unalopagetic about it. (laughs) I think this is just a really great time for her. I'm genuinely serious about that. I love unapologetic Tina. I love her talking about sex. She really always has, but I feel like now we've opened up the opportunity for the pop girls to like really go there with podcasts and things like that in a way that, I mean, the headlines that came out of this too were just hilarious. And the fact that like, what's a pop crave offshoot wannabe? The pop tings. Oh, well, (laughs) cute next to gorgeous. Pop crave's going to eat them up every time. They like made that the headline about her swallowing. Everyone's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, I truly don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love that so it's much. Just, it's so good. It's so good. Good for her. We don't get enough of that. Well, no. From pop stars, I mean. Yeah. It was also an interesting watch, too, because you could tell she was very reserved mm-hmm. about some things and she was a little shy and kind of, I don't know, like she didn't fully go there with certain subjects yep. but then when it switched over to this she was like and i love blowjobs blow <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i think again mogul tina if you give them a single soundbite about britney justin pink what have you you're not going to get the headline to be about sex or the lube or anything like she has to think about that like mm-hmm. if you give them the other headline they're going to bury the blowjob you have to make the blowjob the 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 main event. Yep, the meat, the meat, the the, <laughs> the meat and potatoes. <laughs> so it's all very smart, in my opinion. It doesn't make for the most interesting interview because she is kind of guarded about certain subjects. But again, it's like as we'll talk about with Ellie. I don't think you have to sacrifice your mental health and privacy and put everything out there that you don't feel as comfortable with or that everything needs to be like so out in the open. But if you do want to be candid about your sex life, on the other hand, that's fun. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be, let's talk about the trauma of your upbringing and the abuse and and things like that or the rivalries and all this. Anyway, I thought she did great and she maneuvered it really well because on that podcast, like they, they can go there. They can kind of not bait you, but your mother, (laughs) it can, it can get there. So well done X Tina. And and clearly she's being appreciated in various formats uh, on the internet, in even in subtle ways, including uh, video games. Because as you mentioned, there is a new champion. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> there were some gays. Niche. Yeah. This is very niche, but there were some gays who responded to my tweet, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they get it. Yeah. So I love Lotus promo. Right. In Fortnite, there's like a Lotus Lookout map, and I was like, Christina's Impact. Yeah. And now, if you play Overwatch, there is a new champion named Life Weaver, mm-hmm. and all of his abilities are like Lotus promo. And he has this thing where he like lays down this platform, and it's a giant Lotus, mm-hmm. and it's literally like the AMA performance with like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's this giant Lotus flower, and it lifts people up. 
and it's literally if the Lotus album cover. <laughs> yeah. Underrated ballad. Let me just say also that Christina's Lift Me Up, it should be up there. It should be like w- more well-known. Facts. I just wanted to say that. Transbop. Interpolate it. Oh, yes. If you lift me up. I see. I already see the file project name being loaded on your computer. Maybe. Maybe so. We'll just see where she goes next with the Zeman dripping over her body, the blowjobs, the playground, and everything else. I hope she does another pride show or like some kind of. Ooh. I wonder if she'll be NYC. No one's been named yet. Right? They did. Yeah, they did. It was oh. um, Gorgon City. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I stand. <laughs> right. I know. It was a bit. Um... Are they? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, don't think. know. I don't know. But Grace Jones, Carly Rae Jepsen. Wait, isn't she doing? Isn't Christina doing LA again? Or no? Maybe. No, not. is no, it Mariah? No. Oh, wait. The other thing with LA is there's like three different kinds, right? There's like We Hope Pride, LA Pride. Oh, real friends of We Hope. Real friends of We Hope. L.A. Pride is Mariah and Megan the Stallion. Yeah, that's that's huge. So good, but not that New York is dead. But I've been a little unsure lately. Of (laughs) 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 um, (laughs) because we have uh, what's the event called? Uh, Planet Pride. In New York? Well, that's not like the pier. So like Planet Pride is the Mirage takeover. Okay. Planet Pride is Gorgon City, Mm -hmm. Gareth Emery, Jonas Blue, Aquaria, Jody Harsh. um, So, oh, surprise performer at the very bottom. Uh, Ava? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Probably, Probably. honestly, yeah. Pier. But then there's only like the... Yeah, the pier ones. Pride Island. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything about it. We have, you know what? It could be Christina because she did LA last year, so it would make sense for her to be bi coastal this year. Well, we'll see. Maybe uh, New York is not dead. Maybe not. <laughs> well, speaking of pride, speaking of pride and going all around the country, speaking of country, the country music CMT awards. Yeah, what does that stand I- Country music television oh. awards happened. And, uh, surprisingly but appreciatively um they had at least i think four queens four or five from drag race hit the red carpet specifically they did an interview um they talked about drag bands in tennessee they talked about everything going on in the country with anti-lgbt legislation and i applaud 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 where is due to even have them at the event and have them speak out specifically on the red carpet i thought was great of them CMT, I think, is under the big umbrella of like yeah. VH1, MTV, and all that. So mm-hmm. I'm glad they did that. And then, of course, we had a performance. Kelsey Ballerini brought them all out as well. For... This was fantastic. Yes. I have to give her so much props for doing this. Yeah. There was choice in the lyrics that she sang, mm-hmm. too. I was like, uh, that was with a purpose. Yeah. And I also loved that her look was very like drag inspired yeah. because I think it's a reminder to people like our community, like people in our community, like we drive entertainment. Like it's yeah. like, to do this and to attack LGBTQ plus people is like, you wouldn't have these pop stars. Like it's just, it's all inspired. It all yeah. comes from, there was like, I mean, there was a million haters, but there was one who was like country music is, is serious and, and reserved. And then they just 
quote retweeted it with like a picture of Dolly Parton and all these other people who are so um, larger like, than life. <laughs> Please give me a break. I love the tweet people found from Dolly Parton from like 10 years ago that was like, <laughs> if I wasn't born a woman, I would be a drag queen. Right. And I'm like, she is like the big, like, yeah. Yeah. Big hair, big, big everything. hair, big tits, mm-hmm. big personality, big voice. Absolutely. It's, uh, we're all born naked and the rest is drag as, as it's so true. Mother Rue might say. And uh, shout out to Kelsey. She was one of the artists we had in when I was at Pop Crush. And I really liked her. She did like um, a three song set for us. And she had come in with her custom glitter, like bedazzled microphone. And I was like, oh, <gasps> you're an ally already. Like I kind of, I got the sense that she was down with it from, and that was probably 2015, 14. And she was already down with the LGBTs. or Applause just era. Very, yeah, drag friendly. So I like her. I wasn't particularly um, aware of many of her songs right. until this moment. She's having a but... bit of a moment this year in general, too. Uh, so things are picking up in a mainstream way for her. So it's been good. And this obviously will help. Yeah. Well, she's not the only <laughs> entertainer. Dewey. <laughs> there was another Chanteuse speaking up against drag bands. Mm-hmm. Countess Luann <laughs> posted an Instagram with a sign that said, drag shows don't kill people, guns do. Preach. Also, very dangerous to pose on the internet with a giant sign. sign. Yes. Yes. But she made a point, and we appreciate the gesture. Honestly, we've talked about it last week. Once again, her socials are really killing it. She's been outspoken and also uh shooting down rumors of why she <laughs> left the Luann's story arc is so fascinating <laughs> to me I do have to say I appreciate her doing this because yes. again like like with Kelsey did it's like you're putting yourself out there you you're are. making a statement and you're just getting all hate because mm-hmm. you know that's just all the comment section is you know who else made a statement this is about to get so niche I have a Google alert set for about three people. It's like Utada Hikaru, me, <laughs> and Ryan Starr of season one of American Idol. <gasps> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Not kidding. So I, I always want to know what she's up to. She um, also spoke out uh, against gun violence on her Instagram. And I watched, she was like replying to every hater and person who was like, you're an idiot. You don't know anything. And I was like, I appreciate that, Ryan yeah. Starr. I would also like her song my religion to be on streaming but that's a different story i love you darling good luck with the song (laughs) i went on a very deep dive with ryan star as i do about bi-monthly because i'm fascinated by her existence but anyway thank you ryan star thank you countess luann did kimberly caldwell put out a statement i you know you know i have a storied history with Miss Kimberly Caldwell Carmen Rasmussen oh oh she my arch enemy She's probably voting for the band. I know. <laughs> That's <laughs> bad to assume. Kim is uh, down for the. She, I believe, has a gay sister, and she's always been outspoken about LGBT rights. So, Kimberly, I still have that signed headshot somewhere when I wrote her that handwritten letter and sign and drew her. Um, that's wait, you drew her? I drew her. Do you have it somewhere? Um, well, she has it, but maybe I have a photo of it somewhere. Probably, I was probably fourteen or fifteen. American Idol, those first two or three seasons really hit at Everything. a pivotal moment for me. 
like Ryan Starr, Kimberly Caldwell, Camille Velasco, very important to my upbringing. Diana DeGarmo. Diana DeGarmo. Jennifer Hudson. I mean, that night. That was my first concert. That night when they, the, in the bottom three was Jen Hudson, Fantasia. Latoya London. What a fucking. America hasn't been the same since. (sighs) But yes, I don't know how we got here, but Ryan Starr is also a supporter of (laughs) God Control. We'll have to come up with like a a mega list of every idol (laughs) alumni and if they support gay rights. Yeah, gay rights and and gun laws. And yeah. So thank you, Countess Luann, for your Good for Luann. Good for Luann. It's, to be fair, we've got, you know, these Real Housewives uh, cover the spectrum of... (laughs) Uh, political leanings and you do find that more of them are more conservative more old money whatever what have you and so it's it means something that she did say something. it does you know you're not going to see ramona doing the same thing find someone out there who has been arrested assaulted a cop <laughs> done blackface been in jail sings reality show uh, what else hasn't she, like? What hasn't she done at this point? Progressive icon, mm-hmm. gay icon, yeah, kicked out of townhouse, yeah, an actual countess, huh? Difficult to get. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she has many layers and many. She's lived many, many lives, many lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she has. <laughs> it's like kind of iconic. Like, yeah, it really is. Just like. Mm-hmm. I really can't think of another person who has like lived that many lives. Y- yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, I from New York model. Like she was a like she's a model, especially because like, so many of them I've only become like more and more dislike. I right Ramona, over time. I I've people never, don't necessarily age well with yeah you know yeah Bethany constantly oh. on TikTok. Oh my god, shutting you people down man? with oh like cease and desist and everything now. Whatever. I think she's improving while a lot of them she's evolving. are not. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Well, good we luck stand, on the song. <laughs> we stand an evolving Chanteuse. Love you, darling. Good luck with the song. <laughs> Call me if you want to do a 2023 remix of Chic C'est La Vie. Honestly. From progressive icon to progressive house. How about that? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Anywho. Well, speaking of drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> drag queen. Drag queen. Yeah, I think we should hit the runway for a little um, drag race. Fashion. <laughs> High fashion. Oh, so editorial. Guys, this is awesome. This is a billboard. This is super high fashion. Oh my God, that's so high fashion. So high fashion. I don't have any high fashion this week. I, so, well, we could talk, the, it's a two for one. We we had the RuPaul's Drag Race season 15 reunion. There were some looks. I would say there were some looks. Mm-hmm. They stepped it up for this reunion. You know what? Shout out right after our own hearts, Sugar and Spice. Really ate this whole thing up. They gave us the Lizzie McGuire mm-hmm. Trisha Paytas basically I- <laughs> doing. It's like the layers. Is, they're so layered. Oh my God, you're right. They definitely referenced Trisha it's like, doing. It's literally like referencing Trisha doing the video referencing Hillary <laughs> Like, oh it's my so God, le- you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's uh, what is it specifically? They were it was Lizzie McGuire and and Paolo. Yeah, at the end, and she's performing as her. Hey now, alter hey ego. now. Yeah, I have to brush up on the Lizzie McGuire movie, but you know, it's that iconic purple and green mm-hmm. looks. 
which I appreciated. Hillary Duff, Trisha Paytas, uh-huh. now Sugar and Spice. Yes, handing down the torch. The girls looked good, obviously. Sasha just ate them all up, as usual. I It's just winner, winner, chicken dinner for me. It, it is. I've never seen a more clear-cut, obvious win since probably Bob or even Bianca. Bianca, that. yeah. Yeah, just steamrolling the competition. And every question that they gave Sasha was just like, are, are you surprised that you're so iconic? And she's like, "I no. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love that Rue, yeah. that one moment where she's like, mm, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Rue knew. And yeah. I was like, that felt to me like winner. Like Rue yeah, that was kind cut of... scene too, where Rue was like, "I'm the queen of the world, and I think you're amazing." Yeah, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's so over. Anitra didn't say one word. And before you blame the edit, Lux spoke out on oh, yeah. Twitter just a couple hours ago, and she said, "Not everything is a production thing. The girls that weren't talking weren't, weren't talking. talking." Yeah, because I don't think Anitra talks that much on in this setting. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it so. is a different kind of a setting. Yeah, Mistress did kind of carry it. Yeah. We do appreciate. And so did Irene. Yeah. Well, I mean, from the beginning. Also, let's talk high fashion. That look was great. I loved that look. That was sort of almost Bjork-ish. Whatever. It was was great. She Also, talking about the edit, I felt like Irene was more entertaining on the first episode (laughs) than in this reunion. There was some weird tension going on. There was a tension. There was a tension, and I couldn't figure it out. Well, first of all, the girls will not get their foot off of my Queen Lucy's neck. Oh, <laughs> They were not letting loose. Um, but I do think she had quite the redemption on this episode. I, I agree. Think she really had a good episode. Mm-hmm. But Mistress in particular, stiletto firmly on neck. Yep. Oh, fake in this moment or during the whole <laughs> season? <laughs> I, oof. Yeah, I loved the Connecticut moment. Oh my God, I'm so proud. The (laughs) lieutenant governor and those LGBTs just being like, you put Connecticut on the map. Also, I was like, who is that? Like like some of the girls stepped it up so much for this reunion where I was like, you look totally different than your persona on the show. That is what happens a lot of these times. They see themselves on TV and they go, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. But Irene certainly did not deserve to be first out just based on personality. Like she should have at least had more to do because she had a lot to say yeah i also loved the rebecca glasscock reference oh, that princess poppy no one, no one got no one <laughs> is getting the majority mm. is like who's sh- who's the one in the jeans mm-hmm. i can't believe she showed up in jeans and i'm like come on it's a great great reference it's such a funny reference she she's funny she her line during the openings was i'm quitting drag <laughs> everyone else had like some saucy line. But I feel like that also played into the Rebecca totally. Glasscock rep. Like, it was layered. It I was appreciated so layered. The, the reference and the layer to it. Agreed. Most of the audience totally missed it. Yeah. It's a bit like Willow Pill's entrance look from 14 when she came in in sandals. And the mm-hmm. it, it's very similar where it's like, no, it's meant to be It's bad. art. It's art. If you don't get it, you don't get it. I thought it was a step up from previous reunions, which were really just clip shows. And partially that's because we didn't see so much of the season, thanks to our friends in WeHo. But they had a lot of unseen footage to work with. So it was new to us. They didn't just recap a lot of things. They had a lot of stuff to show, at least. And there were slight moments of tension. I wish they brought back the clip shows. Do you remember those? The one that... 
that man hosted right after the show? No, it was like, I remember Latrice's season had it. And I think Alyssa Edwards' season had it where it was a show that was like bonus footage and it was highlight reels of like unseen things and funny moments oh. and bloopers. I'm Unless I'm like remembering incorrectly, but I feel like there was one with Latrice's season. They should. Although I, I will say the the girls are fed with the amount of content that is all based on a hour long program. When you immediately go to what you pack in pit stop, sibling watchery, race chaser, IMHO, like all of these like reaction. There's videos. so many, There's so many. And I do sort of listen to all of them. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's plenty to choose from to recap it. And some have more tea than others. Some have connections to the contestants and they have some behind the scenes drama. That I loved Bianca. On Pit Stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. she. I. You could relate. Her foot for the first few episodes, she had a, a foot surgery of some kind. And oh. She kept wearing the, the soft shoe. The yeah. Boots. <laughs> she had a new I story. I hope she comes back. I think they rotate it every time. Yeah. I've enjoyed it the past few seasons for sure. I think having Bob and Thorgy would be just a dynamic duo. They, they're oh great gosh. together. They're so funny. It's really funny. They're also pretty smart with the pairings lately. They'll have like Bianca and Laganja together was like very perfect. A shout out to Laganja doing a line with Trixie. I don't know if you saw that. They have oh, yeah, yeah. Doing a collab. Trixie must be mogul rolling in it. Yeah. I It's like I get off my phone looking at Laganja's collab with Trixie and then I switch to like the podcast and the bald and the beautiful with Katja. And then you go to Un and then you go like everything. There's so much. That and then you go to TikTok and it's all the clips of everything and mm-hmm. bloopers of everything. Money. One of the funniest things I think I've ever seen is Katya accidentally eating that prop soap. Or another series that they do, Netflix, one of the I like to watch. fucking things which, I think I've ever seen. I don't care if you don't watch Drag Race. You need to watch things like this. Um, Netflix's I, Two Queens Who Love to Watch, Like to Watch, whatever it's called, reacting to shows. <laughs> oh, in one of them, it's... yes, Katya eats the decorative candy, which is like wax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By accident. It's fully so like, like I think swallowing is really, you know, a good thing. And it's got a lot of protein. Really, really good. So funny. <sighs> yeah. I just don't understand how Trixie is that. And she's becoming a DJ and like making bops. Yeah. Is too much. I don't understand. I mean, it's all great. I just don't understand how she has that drive and determination. I'm t- I'm lit- Hillary Duff in this situation. <laughs> I'm tired watching her, but good for her. Anyway. Creative legends. We love to see it. We do love to see it. We love to see our drag race queens thriving. They really are. Also, on the subject of drag race, quickly, um, what was the drama with, like, Lux and Mistress? And, like, I saw, was it just fans being, like, mean and causing drama online? So the ongoing narrative of the season for the past four or five episodes, I would say, is that Lux and Mistress are bullies for going so hard on Lucy. Got so it. they've gotten a lot of hate. Mistress got a lot of hate when she went after, not went after, when she and Marsha had their moment in the after show even more weeks back. And then she said in the uh, reunion that she, her account got like deactivated three times because of fan spam reporting. Yeah. And so they were talking about how disproportionately they get a lot of shit, even though everybody can be catty. And and it's all very valid. And that happens every season is disproportionately the queens of color or the big girls get 
more hate, even if you're evenly fighting it out with mm-hmm. like a white twink. So I, it's like the my least favorite part of Drag Race is, which is actually true of everything I love. The fandom, yeah, is my least favorite part of the things I love because they turn things toxic. They come after people with accusations or they take it too seriously and spam their accounts. Yeah. And it just makes it so unfun. And worst of all, it hinders the programming of, or the product of the person you like of the show you like, because then you get self-conscious and self-aware. I like that. I wonder if that affected the reunion taping is of course. Absolutely. I like that RuPaul asked about it and she said, you know, how do you deal with that? And she said, of course I don't look at it and I don't let it affect me. She just turns she a blind have eye on that and ranch. fracks. Yeah, she said, once you're fracking, you don't need to be scrolling yeah. the comments. There's no cell tower on top yeah. of that fracking rig. <laughs> but the point remains, and it is true, the least that you look at it, the more likely you will be it's in a better mental health space. It doesn't true. help. It does not help. You know, Luck said she blocks, which is truly the only answer. Works. Yeah. Watching Jersey Housewives this season and Drag Race oh. while not looking at the fan screen. commentary, oh. I do find it to be more enjoyable. Yeah. I don't actually I like people seek who it makes, out. Like, people who make funny memes, mm-hmm. I obviously I love that. Yeah. But I don't read the like negative. Yeah. I know both of those fan bases certainly can get incredibly toxic. <sighs> yeah. Um, but it's so much better when you don't look at it. I mean, and I also think I just want to laugh. I just want to laugh. I do think Drag Race is gen- generally a, a younger crowd that is provoking a lot of this. Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't understand the Rebecca Glasscock right. reference. Right. So. <laughs> and I love that the clapback now, a lot of people is like, you would never survive the earlier seasons if you were watching. If you think oh, Mistress so and Lux true. are bullies, you got another thing coming. It's and it's true. true. It's so true. Did you see the Bob and Mistress back and forth? Yes, that I do love that. Bob ate her up. Bob's? diss track is good it's so good <laughs> i don't understand how you can have two faces and three chins oh my god vicious i also respect that about mistress is she can dish it and take it yeah that she likes to play yeah yeah she doesn't get overly worked nope. up about and uh, that whole thing was playful anyway mm-hmm. but she does not when you come at her she doesn't get more no you know like that was out of line yeah which that's great She's very traditional drag queen in a lot of ways. I've always felt very strongly and I, I've like sort of ominously about drag race that nobody ever, I think Katya says this, nobody has ever said that drag race, drag queens need to be nice and need to be prim and perfect about how they operate. Like these were people who were not necessarily, they were rough around the edges and clubs yeah. and stuff. And that is a lot of the genius of the earlier season, certainly. Oh Yeah. Very prickly Justice for Tina Burner. <laughs> Justice for Tina Burner. Some Burner. of her mixes that she would do at Barracuda would never fly on television. No. But the way that she would take sound bites and songs and lyrics and blend them together to tell these like bits mm-hmm. was so genius. Well, did you see that Bob just performed Selena S. Titties going off on the hilarious Ross Matthews? No. She <laughs> basically said, eat my ass <laughs> I don't know why I'm afraid to say it, but do we get the like explicit mark on our podcast if we say bad words? Is that a thing? Every single episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, who cares? <laughs> um, I don't know why one. I'm self-censoring, <laughs> but she yelled, eat my ass back. At the end of the day, I truly don't give a fuck. <laughs> 
And she went on sort of like an extended rant after she got voted off, being like, he doesn't know fashion. Why is he a judge? What is he doing there? Why is he hilarious? <laughs> so she went off on him. And so it went a bit viral to the point that Bob now performed to that rant recently, like in the past few days. That's kind of genius, too. Uh-huh. And a lot of people are like, oh, she blew her all-stars chances. But I don't think that's no. true anymore. A lot of the girls get mad at the judges. And they bring up points which you know we have a sort of unchanging roster of people that arguably would really benefit we delta and coco talked about this on their oh, amazing yeah, episode it should be legends yeah it should be legends especially now know. yeah it's so deep into the season yeah that i do think well you know there's always been a sneaking suspicion that somebody only wants one drag queen on um, the panel so well, Michelle, with these looks this season, <sighs> she has. There's been, two drag queens up she's there. She's been serving. She's been serving severely. High fashion. TikTok has also found old clips of Michelle yes. that have been going, and I love every single one. Yeah, I just They're posted so one. Fascinating. Shout out to the Discord girlies of them doing a skit from her RuPaul show in mm-hmm. the '90s, and it really does highlight that the acting challenge. Nothing has changed for RuPaul in 20 years. She does nope. the same skits. Nope. She loves that shit. An over-dramatized telenovela. Like, she'll do it then, and she did it now, and yeah. You know, we got the reunion coming up, or sorry, the finale coming up, and we've I've heard rumblings, but I'm not going to say anything, obviously. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. I do respect the the LGBTs who keep it mostly tight-lipped after those finales. Granted, we, we know they do multiple crownings, but I feel like we don't get a I lot. I haven't seen anything from... Mm. There's only been like two or three things, but I mean, I don't, well, we can maybe clip this, but like Willem talked about it on Race Chaser. There was a incident of some sort on the stage involving an injury. Oh, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. There was a photo that leaked. Yes. But that's all I've seen. Yeah. And, and so, that's not really spoiling. It's not really. It wasn't Willem either. I don't think it was Meatball maybe on, on Sloppy Seconds, I want to say, but, or Big Dipper. But they basically had a reset for a really long time. And Michelle and I think Carson or the hilarious Ross Matthews had to vamp for a very long time oh. on stage and ask. Oh, what he did say was that people in the audience kept asking questions about like drag bans and anti-LGBT legislation. And it was sort of like, we get it. Not that it shouldn't be asked, but like after the first or second time, like they kept asking political questions and everyone was like, really? Another one? Gotcha. So that was, I guess, sort of a tension in the crowd, but whatever. Because he was like, we're, you know, it's a little, it's levity. It's the finale of Drag Race. Not that it shouldn't be asked or addressed. And it was already in the reunion and it will be in the finale. But ask what was the most shocking thing that happened during the season or, you know, things like that. But I'm excited. Team Sasha. Team Sasha. Crown it. Well, I think it's time that we have a little bit of TikTok talk. But just... Keeping on that drag queen train, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One could say. One could say. Terry Joe <laughs> was on the H3 podcast. In uh, Terry Joe drag and out. Yeah. And there are many clips floating around already. Lots of sound bites. Hilariously in character, but the outro killed me. I sent that to you. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God! When Ethan's like siding off, I love you, Trisha Paytas. I love you. As <laughs> like the, it's fading. It's just out. fading out. It's so good. Oh, he's such a troll. Yeah, he, he and he's he's ballsy. Like he really says the jokes that you're thinking. But did you, you watch the whole thing? No. Oh, well, there was there was one. The, so the 
top half of it is Terry Joe. Yeah. He breaks character like constantly. Yes. But they had um, White Claw Gabe. Do you know like the characters from? Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a character on H3 podcast, White Claw Gabe. Also, Ethan's like dressed like a Hasidic Jew, right? Yeah. It's, you can't watch this in public. Like some <laughs> m- one of my friends was texting me. I was like, I can't pull this up in public. Yeah, no. Because people won't get it, no. and this does not work. No. But um, Terry kept just saying like they were like, oh, it's Gabe, and he, she's like, oh, gay, and <laughs> he was live streaming from a church and. Terry just kept saying, like, oh, and you didn't light up in flames. And, like, it just <laughs> would not, like, we really was going there. But you could definitely sense that it was hard to push that line uh-huh. while being live on YouTube because, mm-hmm. and they talked about, like, how content and, you know, satire and yeah, it, it doesn't really work on a platform like YouTube right. and other platforms. But I actually thought the most fascinating thing about this was when Keelan, who, that's his real name, they had a chat. It was actually really sweet and nice and fascinating. And they talked about his coming out and mm. yeah, it was, it was good. I love that they did both because mm-hmm. you get a taste of the character, but yeah, he really does push the boundaries in ways that are very exciting and like nail biting because you're like, wow, he'll really say anything. Mm-hmm. And at any moment this can get banned because it's so problematic. Yeah. But funny. I know. Good for him for keeping it going too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know where this is going, but it's funny. He was even saying that. He's like, I don't really know where it's going next. Like, I'm if just. If it's fun for now, then just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Terry Joe's just sort of swimming in a, in a for you page of uh, lately clownery. I mean, not, not that it hasn't always been, but I don't know if you're on this, but I have accidentally deep dived into flavor talk, uh, flavored I have water seen talk. This. <laughs> The girls are not okay. The video that you posted in the doc, I was watching it and I was like, is this satire or is this serious? And Uh, it's serious. It's serious. And that is scary. Why don't you let everyone know what that is? Literally, I would say mostly like these Southern white ladies are discovering if you put flavoring into water, it flavors the water. (laughs) And And it's got a lot of protein. It's like definitely going to lead into like some really dubious like ED territory of like probably someone's only having flavored water for the day. But it's insane to watch because they've collected all of these like candy flavors and they've the pump flavors that you get for like your coffee or something. And they're like two pumps of peach (laughs) and you do a little sun what is it called i don't know the the artificial sweetener or whatever it's a peach bellini it's the same thing yeah and it's so serious it's so serious and they get their giant fucking what's it called miss dutchy the tumbler yeah they've got their decorated tumbler filled to the top with ice water and they just dump 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 this artificial shit into it you could just have the water (laughs) we started out with like just water it's just water. And this became a thing, I think, because of those aspirational sort of home organizational videos where you'd see like a line of waters with like lemon and then lime and then strawberry, like the flavoring of the fruits. Yeah. I support lemon water, yeah. <laughs> but this shit has gotten out of hand. Yeah. It's so funny. They're just like, you do six pumps of strawberry and then you put in the juicy fruit and then you put in this and it tastes just like margarita. It's like pinkity drinkity. Yeah. I feel like we used to do that in college though. With water? Well, no, we would make like mixers. Like I remember we would take um, 
like Firefly sweet tea vodka. We okay. would mix it with like peach, um, not emergency. What's the other one with the C or like the, what are the, um, those little powder things. Okay. I don't know, but we would like make these weird concoctions. Yeah, I think that's different though. You're trying to come up with a cocktail that kind of checks out. That's yeah. like, I get it. But when it's water, it's just like, what are you doing? You look like fucking clowns. <laughs> The one that you posted, the girl was literally talking like Christina Aguilera. And she was like, <laughs> yes. I put like the flavor in. I'm just yes. <laughs> very inspired. You know, recently as a mother, I just, I've been fascinated watching her talk for an hour. I know, you're getting really good at it. Yeah. Just very inspired. And I just really want to embrace that as a, you know, as a woman and as a as mother. An and... and a creative. <laughs> like, that's literally what it's <laughs> it like very... Just I'm really just feeling this, you know, on the TikTok, and mm-hmm. I just want to embrace that, you know. And I'll, I'm getting better with it. You are, but anyway, my FYP <laughs> this week is all filled with old people trying to do TikTok effects and flopping at them. Oh, and I don't know what it is, but I cry <laughs> laughing, like tears pour down my face. Watching these people like just do these, it's so funny. It's really good. It's really good. I don't know how they're finding it. No. But <laughs> it's very the screenshots of Facebook profiles and like the status activity is like, Susan, you left your phone here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, I'm just going to keep posting them anytime I get them. It's real on good. My Instagram. Yeah. There's also a new remix from Jasper. Uh, yes, there certainly is. She's made really good ones. Her mm-hmm. name's Meredith Bull. Yeah. She does really good TikTok remixes. And she did one with Jasper. Barbie's shaking. Honestly, it's kind Guys. of a club hit. <laughs> I'm a making a hit. video. <laughs> this was inevitable. It's so funny. Jasper the doll taking over TikTok at this did point. Did you see Jasper had her little like flat out no. on TikTok. And the Bratz dolls commented on it. <gasps> And then, like, there was a comment that was like, Jasper, like, you can't post that. You're, <laughs> you're violating community guidelines. And it was her, like, I guess she sewed pants on Jasper or something. Oh, wow. And she's, like, popping and, like, dancing, but it's, like, wide open. And everyone's like, Jasper! Go off. Yeah. Go off, Jasper. God. Well, you'll probably see that land. Well, it's definitely on your story yeah. already. Yeah. Or I've reposted it if you're following me on TikTok. Yeah, I feel bad. There are so many people from like high school or family who really should not be following me in any way ever on the internet. But like my story is always filled with like things like this that we reference and stuff, but with no context. You you don't need context. You must think I'm very mentally unwell. And you're right, but it still must be crazier to be like, what the fuck? Well, Well, the girls that get it, get it. It's true. I just have to soldier on. Well, we don't have many bops of the week, but we do have some new music. Yeah. My pick for this week is a track by Michael Calfon and Ioni called Going Round Again, Bop. Round and Round, Selena Gomez. I've mentioned Ioni before. She has a powerhouse vocal. Mm -hmm. Her voice is so strong Mm -hmm. and big and powerful. And it's cool to hear it in this way. And it's catchy. Oh, I'm just obsessed. I feel like she's going to get a Sagala, like, big oh, totally. time. Like, Rufus. I, she's going to have a vocal on one of these big artists track. And it's going to be blasting at EDC. And it's just going to be, like, 
Oh, I'm ready I, for it. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. My picks. So we mentioned it last week. And honestly, it's it's not as like, I we were being a bit too dramatic. Kylie's <laughs> Oliver, Oliver Heldens 10 out of 10 is out. It's fun. It's cute. It's fine. Something to dance to for the summertime for the festival girls. <laughs> it, she's a cute girl. But my favorite part is like the spoken man after the chorus. It's like body 10. Like that part is like the good part. My favorite part. It's cute. She's a fun, glittery girl. Uh, I'll also shout out, I forgot to last week, um, Aspa, the girl group. They have a song on the Tetris soundtrack. Oh. Uh-huh. Called Hold On Tight, which is Wait. fantastic. Tetris, Tetris movie. How do you... It's about the making of the game, I think. I actually really did not look into this, but it's a Tetris movie. Oh. I assume about like the making of the game itself. Oh, like a doc about it? Yes. Oh, that's kind of cool. I oh, it's watch a biological, bio, biological, biographical thriller film oh. based on true events around the race to license and patent the video game during the Cold War. Oh, now I want to see it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay. Huh. Yeah. So you can check that out. And then uh, it's on Apple TV Plus. And Aspa have a really good song on it. It actually kind of reminds me of Rikesop. So that's a reference oh. three people will get. I also, um, speaking of Kylie 10s, oh, I would just like to say justice oh. for J-Lo's This is historic. Tens. Are you demanding justice for I any J-Lo song? what I said. <laughs> I love J-Lo's 10s. It's fucking fire. It's the no-ging anthem. <laughs> it's better than... Yeah, no, J-Lo's 10s is actually so much fun. Bop. It's so good. Hypnotico 10s. <laughs> Her two so, best songs. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say top five for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for tonight. Waiting for tonight. Hypnotico. <laughs> anyway, um, I just wanted to say that. I'll put it on the playlist. A Sony a, recording about, artist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whom I don't know. And then... Love you, darling. Good luck with the song. <laughs> Is there anything that I want to make clear? Also, a shout out to um, New Jeans. They have a song called Zero. These are another K-pop girl group, girlies, that they're making really interesting music. That's just, it sounds weird and good. They're they're just kind of doing their own thing, and it's it's exciting. I'm into it. And, uh, oh, speaking of Royksop, there's a new remix. They keep putting out a remix, like, every week. Um, their song, Let's Get It Right, Inelia remix is really good. That popped Ooh. up on my release radar. Yeah. Their project last year is so great. It was broken into three parts, like Robin's Body Talk, and they've never made a bad song. So, yeah. Slay. <laughs> but we do have one bigger project of the week. Yeah. And it's the least personal album I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie Go Legend. Ellie Go Legend. Higher than heaven. She's here. She's not in the studio for long. <laughs> Uh, Higher Than Heaven is out now. Now, before, we didn't talk about this on last week, but she made headlines immediately after the episode because she said in an interview that it was her least personal album yet, which I literally, that J-Lo gif standing up and clapping at an idol. It's so funny. I love it. And it's accurate. And it's it's something that should be applauded because since 2012 or 13 or so, a lot of our girlies really pivoted to marketing their albums as their most personal album mm-hmm. ever, including our very faves. And it's a misstep. It's a mistake. It creates an unneeded pressure. It and creates, it's a running joke, kind of. It's now, become a running most joke. Most personal. Most personal. Yeah. Most smartest. 
I know where I think they got that from Mariah when she talked about mm, butterfly. Oh, I think that they like borrowed I, that. Maybe Lambly inspired standum names. True. So there's like that interview that she did. That was, I saw it on TikTok again recently. And she was like, this is my most personal album ever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is that where it came from? Oh, maybe so. <laughs> I just think it puts an undue pressure on the project. It makes you, it also, if anything makes it's almost like a guilting thing if you don't like it. And it's like, but she said it was her most personal. You can't like, like mm-hmm. dislike it. And when in fact, like, is it always the case? I don't know. You're my brightest morning star. It just... Interpolate that, BB Rexa. Exactly. I think it makes the matter, the music matter more when it is personal and that isn't the most obvious marketing point of it. Like, there are incredibly personal projects like Madonna's Ray of Light, for instance, where it was about motherhood and and this new spiritual era for her, but it wasn't just so bluntly, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Just the marketing has been very... I'm tired of every pop star saying, this one, no, this one's my most personal. No, this next one is. Yeah. Like, give it a rest. Because also, like, I don't really care if it's your most personal. I don't care. Because... I feel like when you listen to a song, you listen to it and then you convert it to like whatever you're going exactly. through or like you connect it. Like obviously if you guys know our Britney podcast, like every Britney album has some kind of a connection to like what was going on in my right. life. I don't need to necessarily know, you know, yeah, Does that absolutely. Sense? And it's not to say I don't want you to write personal. It's just like, I don't need you to say that it is for me to care. And I still take what, I take from the music no matter what. Like you said, yeah, sometimes the like, seemingly impersonal dance songs are very personal to yeah. us. And so it's just, it's such a silly thing that I think has kind of become a trope in pop music. I also think, you know, shout out to like Taylor Swift creating characters for uh, folklore. I think there's a lot of benefit to writing about fiction and writing characters and, and going into narratives. These are creative people that doesn't mean that they have to only write about their life experiences true, or take them and make them about other people. Like I, I wouldn't mind a concept album that isn't about you, but is really personal and deep. There's, there's like a lot of options. It doesn't have to be about you spilling all your inner demons. And I also think another thing is I don't think we are entitled to, or need to have these artists mine the depths of their soul, every single album for our benefit. I think it's kind of an unfair ask. It's not what we necessarily do in our day jobs. It's like when we feel the urge, we do in in whatever ways that we do, I guess. But I don't think every album needs to be that deep. I agree. And so for all these reasons, I really genuinely applaud Miss Ellie for saying that. Unfortunately, she did do an interview after where she like sort of classic dry British humor like really went in and she's like, oh yeah, no, I wasn't even in the studio. Like those lyrics are AI. <laughs> and that went viral for a moment. She's like, yeah. I was kidding. I don't, <laughs> it's not that disconnected. But of course now people believe this is an AI album. I mean, it could be. It could be. We don't know. True. But Higher Than Heaven is here. I really like it. She shocked me with this. I'm going to say I, Halcyon Days. Oh yeah. One of, possibly one of the best pop albums mm. ever like it's up there for me yeah flawless yep she lost me for a, a little while you liked delirium i don't think it wasn't yeah. yeah 
But like, you know, I wasn't as like diehard yeah. like, as I was with Halcyon or like Lights. when she was doing the stuff with um, Calvin. Yeah. Obviously, like I was super hardcore keeping up with everything. And then I kind of like fell off a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. This pulled me back in. I was kind of going in blind yeah. to the whole project. I love it. Yeah. The visuals are so fucking good, cohesive, cool, mm-hmm. interesting. It's, I, I really like it a lot. I was surprised. I was like, oh, a bop, another bop. Agreed. I mean, it is, in a sense, a bit samey that you do, if you listen start to finish, it is kind of the same synth pulse yeah. route. But individually, I, I do think these are great songs. They're bops. By the end of the night, still stand out for me. But a lot of them are, are great. She released like eight of them ahead of time already anyway. But all the way through the Sigala that she tacked on at the end with all by myself with the Depeche Mode interpolation and Better Man at the end is great. I, I just really like the album. Yeah, she did that. And she is, in a sense, mother to some of these girls a little bit. Like, we forget she kind of, she didn't invent it, but... She was one of the first kind of singing in cursive ladies. Like the way that she enunciates, Halsey um, maybe owes her career to her a little bit. (laughs) Please don't be mean to me. Like her, I don't know exactly how to word it, but yeah, the way that she sings that indie pop girly vocal, which is a acquired taste. Not everyone likes her voice. I do think I am reminded of Ellie because she was one of the first blogger girlies i feel like there was a real scene at the time of larue marina sky ellie it was all happening at the same time and she was part of the pack charlie these uh electro pop ladies it's always nice to hear from her and uh it's always nice to see her quotes on fake showbiz news have you seen the compilation of the tweets of all from that account of ellie golding's fake responses to things no i've I've fallen for everything. <laughs> Twitter is like broken now. It like barely works. That's I don't know true. what's real anymore. Everyone's verified. Everyone's verified. I lost. Well, so the thing actually it's in this that she replied to. Wait, did I fall for another fake tweet? Yes. Oh, Jesus. But also no. Oh. Um <laughs> Right. <laughs> so there's this account that I love called Fake Showbiz News where they they present um a news item and a pop star's fake response to it. But they really have gone in on Ellie over the years in a way that I don't think I fully realized like they, they totally have gone in on her. So one of the famous ones is Ellie Golding says she can't believe there are more than 800 missing people in the UK. Where the fuck are they all? She said, and it, it had like thousands and thousands of retweets and, and likes or Ellie Golding says she can't believe it took 14 years to build the Sydney opera house it's nice, but it shouldn't have taken that long, she said. <laughs> Is that a real account? It's a real fake account. Okay. Where they, That's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> yes. Ellie Golding admits she never realized the buzzing sound made by bees was caused by the flapping of their wigs. I just thought they were saying that. buzz, she told reporters. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like dozens of these. Um, and she has since become self-aware of, of these tweets and, and has even, in this tweet, for instance quote tweeted and said where the fuck are they all so she is aware of this running joke now 
Got it. Okay, so that's the reference for yes. It. Oh, it's that's kind of funny. like it's funny. It's kind of like clickhole where right. they have the celebrity and the quote, and it's or like like reductress. Yes, or the onion. It's about something completely ridiculous. Got it. Yes. Okay, so she's referencing this fake account, fake account, and making a joke. Okay, yeah, which I you know I, I appreciate, appreciate that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Denny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love a girl with a sense of humor. Really do. So that that's that. Higher Than Heaven, her least personal album is out now. Grab it. <laughs> she didn't give it much thought. <laughs> that is actually a really funny headline. Like it's so my funny. Least personal album it's is so funny. But you know, when she just ex- describes it in more detail and stuff, it actually sounds quite lovely that she went in, she wanted to make bops. She wanted to yeah, write. Sometimes you just want to shake your tits. There's yeah. nothing personal. And about the track that. by track on the Apple Music is also like, you know, this one's about the feeling of falling in love. This one's about it's not it's it's impossible to write a song and not like be about concepts or things like that. It just isn't necessarily she said if you look at Brightest Blue or certain albums, like I was very specifically talking about events and people yeah. and that would make me nervous for you to hear the lyrics. This is not that. I also think it makes an actually personal album stand out. Yes. When it's like you're actually Kelly Clarkson, for example. Yes. Not every album is her most personal, but like right. we're gonna talk about it coming up. But mm. like this next one that's incoming, obviously there's like a weight to it that feels yeah heavier because we know that it's it's gonna be actually personal. Right. It's true. You know, and it doesn't have to be like I feel like a lot of people, a lot of Britney fans feel that way about in the zone because she was hands on for the most hands-on she had said at the time of that record and that was a lot of like her own ideas and styles and things like that into blackout which drew from her life so it's like but we didn't you know it didn't need to be told to us as much as we heard it we're like oh yeah you know or saw her writing the melody of every time be like oh she's really involved here yeah you know so i like the idea of pulling the reins back a little bit and being like look this is about things and people and ideas and not me necessarily we stand ellie for this um movement (laughs) counter movement (laughs) down with the personal pop album yeah I mean, then look at Ava and BB and like all the girlies. Like sometimes we just want to dance yeah. and bop and shake our tits. Exactly. Why isn't that allowed? You know, like why can't it? It's allowed just, here. It's certain. This is a safe place for that. It's very like the video of um, Coco singing. I love shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fuck them. And they're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very wow. that. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. I'm sure she's she's. She also was number one for Miracle this week with Calvin. Bop. They went to number one in the UK. It's not on the album, but that's fine. I feel like that probably helped with this. Maybe. Promo. It's like give a little taste of, yeah. you know, this nostalgic memory yeah. of this duo working together. And then boom, there goes your album. Sure. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So let's hope that knocks down the dominoes of trance and pop music and uh, at least personal pop albums coming. <laughs> My least personal, most electronic-inspired album. There we go. Well, we also have things coming up. Well, we've got some stuff coming up. We sure do. And we'll bring them into the after show. Drag them in by our hair. Yeah, we've got some more legends incoming. We do. We do. So head on over to the Interior Illusions Lounge for the after show. 
or join us next week for another episode of Legends Only. Yeah, we're going to talk about Kelly Clarkson, Nikki, and Kim. Mm-hmm. Did you see that tweet this week that was like, um, which is the worst, like, which performer has the least stage presence? And it's like, I grid. saw that baiting tweet. And the quote tweet that said, if I respond, if I speak- will I be doxxed? <laughs> And then all the comments were like, yes. Yes. No matter what you say, you will be doxxed. Actually, yeah. Because you really could just pick any of them and you will be doxxed. Yeah. Anyway, we will not be doing that. We're going to be revealing our answer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In (laughs) order. I do have an answer, Drew, but I'm going to keep it some... I'm going to go to my grave with that one. Not getting doxxed this week. (laughs) It's definitely Brittany. Um, No, (laughs) Okay, guys. We're going to go to the after show. If you would like to listen, patreon.com slash legends. Only. <laughs> and if not, we will see you next week. Until then, we will see you soon. <laughs> Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.